worship at Hollywood United Methodist Church. We're glad that you have joined us on this Super Sunday. There's something going on on the west side, I'm not sure what, but I'm glad that you are here with us and online. Let us now stand and sing our opening hymns together. Good morning, everybody. It is Mr. Kevin. I want to speak to the young ones that might be in the congregation or watching at home. Happy early Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And in Children's Church, we've been talking about the Ten Commandments. Well, this Sunday, we are going to talk about the greatest commandment of all that came from Jesus, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. 
So today is all about love. And there's many ways to express love. Obviously, we have words. We can tell people how much we love them with our words. We can do it in actions. We can um, give someone a hug. Um, We can do something around the house. We can give a gift. So I love getting little gifts because they show how much someone is thinking about me and loving me, and it just means a lot to me. I have a couple examples here. Pictures. I love pictures, and I love when I have pictures of my family that are given to me or printed out for me or put on in a frame or put in a little book. That is such a great gift to me. Um, I love pieces of art. My brother gave me this uh, frame. He lives in New Mexico, and this is a little... Uh, vase. Did I say Frank? This is a little vase uh, that came from a New Mexican artist. And so I see this and I think of my brother. I even love getting cards. Uh, Cards on my birthday or on my wedding anniversary or at Christmas time. Cards and the words in them mean so much to me. We can all do small little things to give gifts um, and to show our love. So whether it is through a word, whether it is through an action, whether it is through a gift, we are going to be talking about and sharing with the children and the youth today how to show love to our neighbors, to God, to our family, and those around us. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for this greatest commandment that you gave us, to love God with everything in us and to love our neighbors just as much as we love ourselves. Help us to always love ourselves and to be thankful for who we are and how you created us. May it start with that, especially for these young ones. May they love who they are and then be able to love others with that same love. Thank you for Valentine's Day and all it represents. May we be ambassadors of your love at all times and wherever we go. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. So as the children and youth head off to our children's church and our youth group, I'm going to invite you all to stand and pass the peace of Christ to one another, um, still under our socially distanced and pandemic rules of waving or blowing a kiss, uh, uh, bumping an elbow, however you would like to do it. hearing it again. Please join us now as we take a moment and enter into a sacred time for prayer open for us by our wonderful choir. Gracious God, we thank you for the beauty of this day and the pleasure of being able to gather in your name to worship in this time set apart for our devotion to you. God of love, we are grateful for the way you move in our lives, the way you bring healing and hope, the way you inspire when there is darkness in the world. Lord, give us patience in moments of difficulty. Help us to be kind in times of stress and uncertainty. Help us to find beauty and possibility in truth so that we might not turn away from it, 
but instead accept this gift to engage in it for your creative endeavor in the world. God, show us how to love so that all may know that they are welcome in your arms, in this your house, and in your world, that each and every person who walks this world was put here by you and are valued, appreciated, and needed. Show us how to love so that we ourselves may be healed from the pain and the traumas that we carry. Guide us in our ways so that we may become emissaries of your healing peace. Dear God, we long to see clearly and we know that with you all things are possible and the way will be made known. This morning we lift up all those who struggle. We pray that you continue to pour your Holy Spirit over our brothers and sisters at St. John's United Methodist Church to grant them courage and strength and, and really accompaniment through their journey of grief as they struggle after a fire took their sanctuary in their building. We pray this morning for all who seek physical healing and emotional wellness, financial stability, shelter, and all the things that are necessary to live life with dignity and joy. We offer our prayers for those in our community in need of healing or on the path to healing, and we are grateful for your walk with them. We pray for Thomas and Bunny. We pray for Angie, and we are grateful for Ruth's rapid recovery. We offer this to you along with our silent prayers, which now sit before you. Dear Lord, we lift these prayers up to you, those said and unsaid. We are grateful for this love made flesh, embodied in the life, the ministry, the death and resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, who taught us a prayer that we can pray together whenever we wish to reach you and to remember him. Our creator who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning. Welcome again to our church. Happy day before Valentine's Day. It's so wonderful to see you. We have a few announcements for you today. I want to remind you about the Super Bowl challenge that we are a part of. Our dear friend and colleague, Reverend Robert English, who for some reason moved to the East Coast, has challenged our district and our conference to be in a competition to raise money for hunger um, with his colleagues out there in Cincinnati. Um, so today is the last day to be a part of that challenge. You can give to any of the organizations that Kathy mentioned last week. But if you don't get it in today, you can still donate tomorrow, right? The, the victory continues on as long as we support our organizations that are meeting the needs and hunger of our community. But we do wanna be number one, so get it in there. <laughs> Um, we're really excited because Soul Food Sunday is right around the corner. We're going to have an incredible um, uh, service of wonderful music and history. And then we're going to eat. And we're going to eat very well. It's going to be $15 a person. You can buy your tickets from the office. You can even buy a ticket for uh, someone that might, won't be able to who might not be able to join us otherwise. So we encourage you to call the office and purchase a ticket and join us. It's also, like I said last week, Girl Scout cookie time. We are so proud to help sponsor a troop um, through our Harmony and Hollywood United Methodist campuses. We have wonderful Girl Scouts in our congregation in all parts of our church. They volunteer in, in, in our youth programs. They sit up in the balcony and film us. Sometimes you see them right here at the lectern, and we want to support their organization. So if you need some cookies, that's who you should be talking to. And we are having a wonderful books or Bible study hosted by Pastor Mark on Thursdays at 7.15 on the Book of Psalms. It's very popular. Pastor Mark is an awesome teacher. If you'd like to be a part of it, just send him an email. 
And lastly, I want to invite you to join me tomorrow, or Tuesday night at 7 o'clock on Zoom for a meeting that we're going to have called Love Your Neighbor. We are going to be getting together and brainstorming with the best of you, your ideas, your imagination, the resources, the programs that you've been involved in to reimagine the next stage of our Hollywood United Methodist Church's ministry um, and walk with the unhoused folks in our community direct ministry, advocacy, whatever you want to bring to the table to think about that, we'd love to have you in that meeting. You don't even have to be an expert on the issue. You just have to have a heart to serve and a desire to see change, which I know we have in our congregation. So please email me, and I will send you the Zoom link. All are welcome. My understanding from Kevin is that a number of youth have decided that they want to join that conversation. So it's going to be a pretty great meeting. It's one hour, and it is the beginning. It's the seed that we are planting to see where we are going forward. Um, we are a church that believes in being in the heart of our community and serving and creating change that is long lasting and impacts people's lives on every level. And we invite you to be a part of that ministry. Um, and with that, we'll discuss more on Tuesday night, the LA homeless count and how our church is gonna be participating in that. We'll have a little bit more information next week after church as well, but it is happening in two weeks and we have a launch happening in Hollywood and one from our campus over the hill at Harmony Toluca Lake. So there's lots of ways to participate. All that we do here, all the ministry, all the worship, everything is possible, not only from the glory of God, but by the gifts that you make. Your generous offering allows us to continue to be a church that speaks for truth and justice and welcomes all and invites you to give as generously as you are able to the ministries of our church. You can do it online. You can do it in the basket outside. You can send it in the mail. We welcome your gifts. And with that, all God's people said, go Rams. Open minds awake, change us now for heaven's sake. Leave us not alone in hatred's wake. Show us how to love, show us how to love. Show us how, show us how to
Corinthians. If I speak now in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful, or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way, it is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we, only, we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part that I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Today we continue our February sermon series, All You Need Is Love. As we commemorate Black History Month and this month of love, we will focus on how God's love and grace surrounds us and calls us to a new way of being and loving and living. Last week we talked about Jesus' sermon on the plain and how we are to love one another without expectation, something that's antithetical to us in this transactional world we live in. Next week, the Reverend Jefferson Beaker, who is a chaplain at Forest Lawn and an active part of the leadership team at Harmony to Luca Lake, will preach. Uh, I will be off, and we will be he will be focusing on how we love in action and offer a short meditation as part of his sermon. If you haven't checked out Jefferson's weekly Wednesday meditations on our Facebook page, I encourage you to do so. They are really wonderful. We're then going to conclude our series and the season of Epiphany with Soul Food Sunday, which for us is a Mardi Gras culmination of Black History Month with both campuses joining together here in our sanctuary uh, for special music and celebration. Dr. Larry High Jr. will bring a word and we will hear from our choir, from John West, from the interim worship leader and band from Harmony, our worship leaders named Gaddison. And if you haven't, as Pastor Brighty said, if you haven't signed up, for your post-worship catered soul food meal, which you can eat here uh, or you can take it home, uh, please go to the Eventbrite uh, that's on the Facebook page or our website and sign up today. For today, our epistle lesson from the first letter of St. Paul to the church at Corinth is probably one of the best-known passages in the Bible. And it is, no doubt, the passage most often read at weddings, which is why... Confession time now. Many times I can't hear it without thinking of the movie Wedding Crashers. Remember it? Oh, it's, I mean, it's old now, but still, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn play best friends who crash wedding parties 
as a way of, shall we say, meeting women. And in one of the early scenes in that film, the two are at a wedding ceremony. And when the pastor announces that the bride's sister will now read the scripture, Owen's character says to Vince's character, $20, 1 Corinthians. To which Vince's character replies, double or nothing, Colossians 3.12. While the bride's sister takes to the podium and begins. And now we're reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Well, like Owen's character, my money would have been on this passage too. It's one of the best known passages in the Bible simply because it's read at weddings so often. And it's easy to understand why. It represents one of the most beautiful expressions of love that's found in the Bible. The poetry that Paul uses to describe love transcends time and culture and essentially all faith traditions. Listen to some of the attributes. Love is patient and kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way, but rejoices in the right. Love is not irritable or resentful. Now, contrary to popular belief, the love that Paul is talking about is not the stuff that we find inside most Valentine's cards being sold this weekend. In Greek, there are three words for love. There's eros, or romantic love. There's phileo, or brotherly love. And finally, there is agape, which is a self-giving love, the unconditional and unwavering love that God has for us. This is the love, this agape, that bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. It's the self-giving agape love of God that never fails. In point of fact, this chapter builds upon the previous chapter of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the, const- the context of which is that they kept arguing amongst themselves about who had better talents and gifts for ministry. They thought the higher value a specific spiritual gift or talent held, the more God loved that person. In chapter 12, Paul took a great deal of time explaining that God doesn't play favorites and that all of our gifts and our talents are equally blessed by God, so that we are one body working towards a common mission, building the kingdom. Now in chapter 13, Paul says that even working together as one body toward a common purpose, even one as worthy as building the beloved community, it isn't enough. Paul explains using a bit of hyperbole that if a person understands all mysteries, and has faith so as to move mountains, but has not love, he is nothing. If she were to give away everything she owns and hands over even her very life, but doesn't have agape, then she is nothing. Paul is being very direct with the Corinthians and with us. We can do all kinds of great things. We can be really, really good people. We can go grocery shopping for our neighbor, and we can call our member of Congress and insist on voting rights. We can advocate for more affordable housing to be built in Los Angeles. We can teach our children well, and we should be doing all of those things and more. But unless our actions are centered and grounded in Christ Jesus, who calls us to agape, to love God and to love one another, then we miss the point of what it means to love. Emil Brunner, a theologian from the last century, wrote in his book entitled Faith, Hope, and Love that faith is nothing in itself but the openness of our heart to God's love. Faith is the instrument that opens us to God's love. It puts us in touch with the source of love itself. Faith allows us to draw from that source so that the love of God shown to us in Christ can also show itself in our lives. Dostoevsky tells about a woman evangelist who with great Christian zeal traveled through Russia telling about God's love. And yet that same woman couldn't stand to be in a room with another person. One man slurped his soup and that revolted her. Another woman cackled when she laughed, and that irritated her. Another man snored when he slept, and that disturbed her peace of mind. And as Dostoevsky concluded, although she loved God in general, 
she couldn't stand human beings in particular. Well, Paul wanted the church at Corinth to embrace the general and the particular, to draw the circle wide to include all of humanity, and to demonstrate that more excellent way of living, that way where we let go and we let God's love transform us and make us new beings in Christ Jesus. Paul wanted to create a revolution based in this crazy little thing called love. He knew that when we allow ourselves to be filled with the self-giving and radical love of God, we are changed. We no longer live for ourselves, we live for God. We no longer see people in the same way. We see others as God sees them, beloved children created in God's good image. And when we fully and unconditionally love others, the arguments over which talent or spiritual gift is better will cease. The petty preoccupations of our day-to-day -day lives will not hold importance any longer. Parochial issues will fade away and be replaced with an overwhelming and concentrated focus, using our talents and our gifts and ultimately our strengths to share this amazing love of God with others. Following Christ in all that we think, say, and do, so that we grow daily in faith, hope, and love, that is a super kind of love. And in turn, it allows us to change the world. This, family, this is the more excellent way of living on this earth. In the fifth century, St. Augustine, when asked what love looks like, responded, it has hands to help others, feet to hasten to the poor and needy. Love has eyes to see misery, need, and want, and ears to hear human sighs and sorrows. That is what love looks like. Well, fast forward to today to for what example of what love looks like. The United Methodist Cathedral in the Rockies in Boise, Idaho is the largest United Methodist congregation in the Western jurisdiction. After the massacre at Mother Emanuel AME in 2015, that congregation embarked on an intensive study of systemic racism. And then following the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor in 2020, the congregation decided to remove, to remove the stained glass window that contained the figures of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and Robert E. Lee. And in part, their board said that we believe this section of our window to be inconsistent with our mission, to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, as well as the banner which hangs above our doors espousing all means all. You are welcome here. Further, such display is a barrier to our important work resisting evil, injustice, and oppression. Symbols of white supremacy do not belong in our sacred space. Well, the church reached out to the community for input on what historical figure should be depicted in the window that would replace this one. A list of more than 50 names was generated, but through prayer, the senior pastor, Dwayne Anders, says it became clear that the best choice was Leontine T.C. Kelly, the very first black female bishop elected in the United Methodist Church. Yeah, yeah. And Dwayne said that Bishop Kelly was elected at the 1984 jurisdictional conference that was held in Boise, that was held in that cathedral. It was kind of one of those no-brainers, he said, where we went, how could we not celebrate that historic moment? The window was installed last December. And this week, Dwayne posted online some thank yous that he had received from a fifth and sixth grade class to whom he had given a tour of the cathedral. And one of those thank you letters read in part, I found it inspiring how you made the change of the windows. Even though there were setbacks, you pushed through to make an impact. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to give us a tour of the cathedral. I hope that people like you continue to not be afraid to make a change and strive towards having a better community. And that reminded me of the words of the recently transitioned Archbishop Desmond Tutu. 
who once said our ordinary acts of love and hope point to the extraordinary promise that every human life is of inestimable, inestimable value. So our question for this super weekend, family, how might we embrace God's love anew this month, this year? How will we commit our actions and our lives, our immersion in God's agape, to bring forth a more excellent way, one that values every human life? So if your passion is for our brothers and our sisters who call the streets home, Join Pastor Bridie on the Zoom link this Tuesday night at 7 and help be part of reimagining our homeless ministry. If your passion is for ecology and eco-justice, join our Harmony family as they focus on creation care. You can email our pastoral intern, Jace, for more information about their monthly service opportunities and gatherings. If your passion is for advocacy within the denomination for change towards a loving inclusivity for all that we know for all that God knows is coming, send me an email. The movement that's hashtag resist harm, if you remember, it seems like a lifetime ago, but in the January of 2020, right before the pandemic is when that began to lead up then to what we anticipated would have been in May, the general conference. But it is going to be re-energized when a, a new date for general conference is uh, finalized. I want us to be ready. So let me know if you're a part of that as well. In closing, C.S. Lewis, the author who gave us the Chronicles of Narnia, put it quite succinctly when he said, don't waste time bothering whether you love your neighbor. Act as though you do. This is exactly what Paul is getting at. And again, it's not easy. 50 years ago on the first live satellite broadcast across the globe, the Beatles sang, all you need is love. And then they broke up. You see, love is hard work. The truth of the church at Corinth, the truth of the gospel is that love is hard work. But we know that love is stronger than evil. We know that love is greater than hate. Always no exceptions. But the world will only be filled with love if we take the lead. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Live as Christ followers each and every day. And now faith, hope, and love abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. Happy Valentine's Day.
As we prepare to conclude our time in worship and go see whatever's happening this afternoon and over in Inglewood, uh, let me remind you that I still need Lenten devotional writers. Lent begins on March 2nd. We will be having a Ash Wednesday service here in the sanctuary at 7.30. Sadly, we will have no soup this year, but we are having a service. Uh, so uh, please put that on your calendar March 2nd. But if you are willing to write an Advent devo uh, Lenten devotional, uh, please uh, email me and let me know. Uh, and I will gladly send you a scripture base. Go now knowing that all you need is love. Go now knowing that God loves you. Go now knowing that love is all around us. Go in peace. Amen. <laughs>